Hello and welcome to another episode of the How Good Sport podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today we are running with a preview of the Newcastle Knights. They come off the back fence last year and finished in a flurry and what a fantastic story that was, not only for the Knights but the NRL. Some of those scenes in the semifinals and those last home rounds with the crowd in the background with Dom Young running away or Caelan Ponga making breaks and setting up tries. That was just beautiful stuff to see. And as a rugby league fan, you love to see that. Newcastle and the Newcastle Knight fan base are one of the most loyal fan bases you will see in rugby league. So they deserve every little bit of success that they saw last year. You know, what you rate success as, whether that's a premiership, making the eight. I think for Newcastle, after so many years of disappointment and missing out on the eight and having a player like Caelan Ponga, for them to to have a year like they did last year was fantastic. So I'm really hoping we see similar things for the Knights this year, coming off the back of a disappointing finish in the finals against the Warriors, but that was always going to be a, a really tough game to go over to New Zealand and, and beat another team who are having a, a fantastic year and playing with a lot of momentum. But outside of that disappointing loss, the Knights did have a fantastic finish. We saw Caelan Ponga. Win the Dally Ham, Dally M, not the Dally Ham. Come home with a wet sail, and the Knights in general just gelled as a football team. There was a really united unit amongst that squad. There was a good balance. All the outside backs were in career best form. You know, we saw guys like Bradman Best, Greg Marzu play fantastic football. Obviously, Dom Young outside of Dan Gagai scored a shitload of tries. Dan Gagai had one of his better years statistically, so that was fantastic to see for him. Then we saw the halves play really well. Tyson Gamble came in, did his thing, but actually developed quite a lot more into his game. We saw some really clutch and and key ball-playing moments for him, so that was exciting to see for Tyson Gamble. Jackson Hastings obviously finished the year with some injury issues, so that was a bit disappointing, but he had a fantastic season. We saw some breakout seasons from blokes like Leo Thompson, Dylan Lucas, who won the Knights Rookie of the Year, Phoenix Crossland jumping in at hooker. So it was a really exciting season for the Knights, developing a lot of players, a lot of guys under adversity who just came to the fore, did what they had to do. And Adam O'Brien was probably the bloke under the most adversity and his head was on the chopping block halfway through the season, but he's he managed to galvanise this team and, and obviously one of the big decisions he had to make was swallow his pride and put KP back at fullback, you know, training with him whole offseason at 5'8", and then all the issues KP had with the head knocks, it would have been a tough call, and he really would have had to have swallowed his pride. But I think for Adam O'Brien, he made a key decision, and it's fantastic that the Knights now have Kalen Ponga with a full preseason at fullback. They know what their team looks like, so it's exciting scenes for the Newcastle fans this year. In terms of some of the gains and the losses, just running through the gains, they've obviously gained Jed Cartwright. We'll touch on him a bit later. Jack Cogger, so he throws an interesting cog in the wheel for the Newcastle Knights. Coming off the back of that last 20 minutes in the grand final, he was just as important as any player in unlocking Nathan Cleary. So that makes a little bit of a dilemma in terms of what do you do. You've obviously got this halves pairing in Gamble and Hastings that's gelled really well, but then you've also got a guy who comes in from a system like Penrith with experience from a big game. He's going to be full of confidence. It makes an interesting decision for Adam O'Brien that we're going to see unfold throughout the trials and the early rounds of the season. But we'll touch on that throughout our team list that we pick. Tom Jenkins from the Penny Panthers. He's a, a good signing, a little bit more outside back depth. 
Kai Pierce Paul, a lot of talk about Kai Pierce Paul. We'll talk about him as we run through our 17. And Will Price, another fellow from England who's got a little bit of versatility in the back line. From what I understand, he can play fullback, 5'8", and be pretty versatile. Interesting to see what the Knights do with him. Losses, obviously Dom Young's a big loss for them. Try scoring machine, comes across to the Roosters, so I'm fucking cheering about that. But a big loss for the Knights on that right wing. Lockie Miller leaves to the Super League. Same with Lockie Fitz, which I think is pretty disappointing. I was a fan of Lockie Fitz. He ran a great line. Very tough player. Played a really honest game for 80 minutes. Adam Clune, who played a couple of key games last year when Jackson Hastings was out. And Kurt Mann, obviously going to the Bulldogs. So Kurt Mann, you know, played a, a really important role for the Knights over his few years and gave them some great service. So I'm sure the Knights will be sad to see him go, but wish him all the best with the doggies. For the Knights, their draw, they got a pretty good draw. They got four home games, home games in the first six rounds. So we saw how important that home base was for the Newcastle Knights last year. Having that loyal crowd, the big crowd that fills out the stadium every week cannot be understated. So that'll be huge for the Knights in the first six rounds. They have seven games against sides that finished in the bottom four last year and 13 games against bottom eight sides. So there's a real opportunity for the Knights to capitalize on those games. They've got three buys between rounds 12 and 21. Whether that's a good thing or not, I've talked a little bit about how these buys, are, they may seem contextual for each team. They're likely to have Kalen Ponga out. I think Ponga will play in origin regardless of whether he starts or on the bench. Outside of that, then maybe Bradman Best, Tyson Brazell. Maybe we don't know which way Madge is going to go. He might look for a little bit more youth in that second row spot. Outside of that, I don't know that whether we'll see any other players for the Knights. Uh, Dane Gagai could potentially be in the Maroons, but outside of that, they're pretty well unaffected from origin. Kalen Pong is obviously their key man and super important to the Knights, so they might drop a game or two, but it's not too grim for the Newcastle Knights. They've actually got a couple of really exciting young fullbacks, so it'll be a good opportunity to see what they can bring to the side when they get that opportunity throughout the year. They finished the season with two home games against the Titans and the Dolphins. If they're in that same form last year and they can build on that momentum, they'll fancy themselves against those two sides the Dolphins and the Titans, a great opportunity for the Knights to head into the finals with a head of full steam with a couple of wins there. For their best 17 for round one, Kalen Ponga, fullback, very obvious. Don't need to talk too much about KP. Loved what I saw from him towards the back end of last year. Great to see him win a Dally M. Great to see him play consistent football after some really tough head knocks. Let's be honest, KP's a fucking gun. He's one of the best players in the game, but... He hasn't been consistent week in, week out for the Knights based on what they're paying him. They've probably been wanting more from him over the last few years. So for him to repay that faith and play week in, week out and have a Jared Hayne-esque or a Tommy Turbo-like finish to the season to help the Knights get to those finals and claim a Dalian, that was fantastic to see. And I really think he understands how fucking good he is now and the imprint he can have on a game. And we saw when he drifted to both sides of the field, but particularly on that left, with Bradman Best there, Greg Marju on the outside, it's going to form a really good left side against this again this year. So we'll see Bradman Best and Marju get plenty more tries this year and Callum Hong will score or set up plenty himself. Tom Jenkins from the Penny Panthers will get one of those wing spots, most likely the right. Obviously, Greg Marju established himself pretty well on the left and 
Dom Young leaving opens up that right wing spot. So that's exciting for Tom Jenkins outside representative gun, Dane Gagai, who's got a lot of experience. Gagai's going to line up in that right center position. He averaged 168 meters per game last year. That's the most that Gagai's had for any season. And he was a huge reason for Dom Young's success last year. And like I said, Tom Jenkins has found himself a prize position outside Gagai. Gagai finished with 13 try assists as well. That really outlines just how important he was to Dom Young's success. Bradman Best on the left had the best season we've seen from him. I think he played 25 or 26 games. So that was really good just to see him string a full season together. And what we did see as a result of that, consistent football where Bradman Best really reached his potential week in, week out, which culminated in him being rewarded with an origin jersey and he had a fantastic game in that dead rubber. Obviously, it was a dead rubber, but he came out and scored a couple of tries in front of his home fans and his family. So what better moment for Bradman Best to build on his confidence and he has re-signed an extension in the last few days. So good on you, Bradman Best. you got the best fucking name in rugby league. You're a likable bloke. So all the best to you and well done to the Newcastle Knights for locking him up. Greg Marsu outside Bradman Best. He had another fantastic season, absolute weapon shit. 22 tries, 200 metres per game. His output was amazing. Can have a few defensive deficiencies in terms of reading the play inside their own 10, whether to rush in, slide, these kind of things. So we'll see some improvement from Greg Marsu this year, but his contribution and importance to the Newcastle Knights in terms of his ability to make the tough metres and finish tries is super important. Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hastings, I believe, will be the halves. I know it's a bit of a dilemma in terms of, you know, do you throw Jack Cogger into the mix there? Do you, do you change what was such a successful combination last year? Initially, I don't think Adam O'Brien will. I think we'll see pretty early on whether the one question mark for me is obviously Tyson Gamble. We've seen him come out for the Broncos, I believe it was 20, 2021 or 2020. Apologies if I got that wrong. He had a really good season for the Broncos. He came back the next year and was pretty flat, and we saw him get moved on, and, and the Broncos obviously had more success with Ezra Man there. So with Tyson Gamble, I do think that we saw a couple of key areas of his game develop last year. Obviously, he's got that real competitive mentality. He's a bit of a fucking grub, annoys the shit out of his opponents. But I saw that sort of lesson a little bit where he was able to read the game. I saw some beautiful ball playing and game awareness from him in the last four weeks, particularly in that game where Dom Young scored that runaway try for the Newcastle Knights. Um, just the the timing where Gamble was able to realize he didn't have to make a play straight away and the hallmark of a really good half is understanding their timing and knowing that I don't have to rush things. I can take that extra half a second, which will be super important for me to either isolate a defender or give my winger or center that half an opportunity to palm a bloke off or break a tackle or in Dom Young's case, use his speed to burn someone. So that was really good to see from Tyson Gamble. Jackson Hastings, we know what we're going to get from him. He's a no-nonsense halfback. He's a beautiful game manager, good kicking game. Another one of these guys who's a really competitive bloke like Tyson Gamble, and you know he's got a, a decent running game, which I don't think we see enough of, so I'd love to see a bit more of that. Good ball player, great defender, so he's he's perfect for what the Knights need in this team. Daniel Safedi will be one of the starting props. I'd love to see a little bit more consistency from Daniel this year. He was down in some key areas last year around these running meters, post-contact meters, so I want to see more from Daniel Safedi. 
I do think the Knights will run with Jaden Braley to start the season. I know he's coming back from a tough injury, and we obviously saw Phoenix Crossland jump into that role and fucking absolutely excel. But I do think Jaden Braley is probably the hooking option the Knights will start with. They want to get some reps into him. Gives him a good opportunity to start the game, and they can bring on Phoenix Crossland to come on and um, you know take over when Jaden Braley needs a break. So I think for Braley, the opportunity to start the game be amongst that real physicality at the start of the game is a great way for him to get some match fitness and really just get back into the grind of that weekly rugby league. Leo Thompson will be the out prop. He had a breakout season last year. I can't wait to see the heights he can reach this year. He had some key moments for the Knights throughout that last six weeks, that run that they had. You know, He scored some really important tries, made some really important carries um, in their attacking zone that led to tries, and he's got the ability to scare his opponents, put some fear into his opponents and also get quick play the ball. So super keen to see what Leo Thompson can do this year. The Frizz, there's been a little bit of talk that Tyson Frizz will move to the left. There's also a bit of talk around Kai Pierce-Paul from what I've heard from some of the guys around the game lately. So it's going to be interesting to see what we see there. To be honest, when we see these guys come over from the Super League, it's pretty rare to see them just jump straight into the game and have success. You've obviously got a few exceptions to that like your gareth ellis your sam burgess these kind of guys um james graham as well so i don't know that we're going to see kai pierce paul starting the season um i don't believe he's listed for the knights this week in their trials so that's interesting how much do you read into that i don't know for me i think it's important for the knights that they get off to a really fast start this year and i think that means you need to have experienced players that are either got experience like Tyson Frizzell or who have experience in this night side and were a part of that success last year. So for me, I'm starting Tyson Frizzell. If that means it's on the left, great. Um, you know, he just has these games where he seems to be able to dip into the, the pool of youth and just pull out the most epic runs. He's a tough defender. You know, We see him chasing down, making effort plays where he's chasing down guys who have caught intercepts and all these kind of things. So Tyson Frizzell for me is super important and whether he's on the left or right, I don't really give a fuck. As long as he's in the starting side, that's all that matters. Uh, I liked what Dylan Lucas brought to the side last year. He was the Knights' rookie of the year. Very solid defender, handy skills and attack, and good linebreak ability. I think he started out as a winger, and he's just progressed and moved in closer and closer to the game. So I think uh, Dylan Lucas provides that good balance in terms of having a bit of experience and youth. But like I said, also one of these guys who was a part of that success last year. I think he will be on the other. Whichever edge, left or right, we will find out. Adam Elliott will lock down the scrum. Didn't get to see a full season out of Adam Elliott, and I believe there might have been some lingering injuries for him, but we did see when he was at his best how important he can be. He can ball play really well, take those tough carries. You know, He's not too dissimilar to a maybe a poor man's version of Victor Radley when Radley's at his best. So Adam Elliott is really important to these guys. He's a great defender. He's got that grub in him, really important and, and really kind of typifies what a Newcastle forward looks like. So I like Adam Elliott there at lock. Uh, coming off the pine will be Phoenix Crossland. We saw what he did last year, jumping into that hooking role with no experience in the position, and he absolutely excelled. He did such a good job. He was such an important part of what the Knights did last year. He provided a great attacking option out of dummy half. He set up some good tries with his ball playing and short kicking game. His defense was solid and very reliable, and he was able to play 80 minutes. So Phoenix Crossland is one of these guys that's going to be really important for the Knights this year. 
interesting to see. Like I said, does he start? Does Jane Braley start? I do think Braley will start as the genuine hooker, someone who needs that game experience and, and week in, week out, first grade experience. But I do think Phoenix Crossland is going to be just as important this year, whether he starts or off the bench. Number 15 will be Jacob Saifidi. He had his most productive season in run meters last year. He's generally a very handy defender, got a good defensive efficiency rating. Could improve a little bit on that last year. You know, did have some key errors and defensive errors at times last year. So no doubt he'll be keen to improve on that. If you have the Safedi brothers firing with Leo Thompson and some of these young forwards getting around for the Newcastle Knight, including Adam Elliott through the middle, this forward pack could be fantastic off the back of a really exciting back line. So the Safedi brothers are going to be really important to that. And another guy who's going to be really important is Jack Hetherington. Jack Hetherington, excuse me. He probably had one of his best years last year. We saw all the bullshit put aside. We all know how big Hetherington is, how good he can be, the impact he can have, but he's got that bullshit in his game where he'll give away shit penalties for head highs. He might get sin bin, but he can have a lot of impact when he just gets that out of his game and plays a really simple game. He's one of these guys for a coach who just got to really simplify your role. It's like run hard, tackle, that's it. Don't fuck around. And that's what he did last year, and he was really important to the Knights coming off the bench and jumped in and started a few games when needed as well. So Jack Hetherington, number 16. In terms of the number 17 spot, I really like Jed Cartwright. He would be the guy I pick. I don't know what they're going to do with Cartwright or Pierce Paul. They've got quite a fair bit of depth in their edge forwards. They've obviously got Brady Jones. We saw Matt Croker get a fair bit of uh, time last year, and there's a lot of talk and hype around this Tom Kant. I'll be very careful how I say that name. Tom Kant. So you've obviously got Jed Cartwright, who I like. He would be my pick in the 17. He hasn't had a lot of luck with injury, and he's always been behind a handy forward pack of the Bunnies. I think this guy's got a really high ceiling that we're yet to see him reach, and I think a full preseason and a fresh opportunity at the Knights is really important for Jed Cartwright. He's a big unit. He's got skills. He can ball play, which I think is important, coming off the bench for the Newcastle Knights. So I would like to see Jed Cartwright with his physicality and his sort of X-factor ability. Uh, I think he could be really key for the Knights and a, a fantastic utility – well, not a utility, sorry, but a fantastic option on the edge for the Knights. But like I said, there's a lot of depth and, and the promise that we see from Kai Pierce-Paul is exciting, but I'm one of these guys that I'm, – I'm not too quick to believe the hype for these guys coming from the Super League. So I probably want to see Kai Pierce-Paul maybe even play four or six weeks in New South Wales Cup, get a bit of an understanding of what that lower level is like, how does that compare to the Super League, and how can he then translate that into first grade. So for me, Jed Cartwright should get that last bench position, but obviously it wouldn't be shocked to see Kai Pierce-Paul getting that position based on the raps that are coming for him. He could end up in the starting side too, and like I said, I don't believe he's named. I'll just double-check that for the trial this week. So he's not named in the starting side, and he is not in the reserves either. So read into that what you will, but it will be interesting to see what his role looks like for the Newcastle Knights this year. Like I mentioned, you've obviously got Brody Jones, another handy edge player last year who had some important contributions, and Matt Croker scored some really important tries coming off the bench, and Tom Kant. So there's a lot of good depth there for the Newcastle Knights in that back rower and, and sort of edge forward position. In terms of a couple of 
other guys to look out for. The Newcastle Knights have got some good depth in the fullback position too. So they don't have guys that have got first-grade experience, but they've got guys that have a lot of promise and are pretty exciting. One of the guys I highlighted as my player to watch is David Armstrong. So he's just played a full season in New South Wales Cup. Do yourself a favour and watch his highlights on YouTube. He is fucking electric, this guy. And they've got another guy, Fletcher Sharp, who's coming from SG Ball. I think David Armstrong has that extra experience playing against men in New South Wales Cup, whereas Fletcher Sharp is coming off raw ability from uh, SG Ball, 18s, 19s. Uh, interestingly, Fletcher Sharp is starting this weekend in the trial, whereas David Armstrong is going to be coming off the bench. Fletcher Sharp literally looks like Pappenhausen. I know you've probably heard a few other guys, content creators and podcasters out there say the same thing, but I've watched his highlights and he literally runs like Brian Pappenhausen, shares a lot of the same abilities. Armstrong, kind of hard to typecast him in terms of like what sort of player he looks like, but he really excites me, that fucking sharp electric speed, footwork, and part of his highlights, which you'll notice if you do watch, is he's actually a really good defender. He makes some really key, important defensive um, plays in his highlight reel, which you don't see from a lot of these guys. Usually it's just all attack. It's four minutes of attacking gun plays. But with Armstrong, there's three or four plays where you see him make some really important tackles in New South Wales Cup. And then to round that out, you've got Will Price, who's also coming over from the Super League. He can be pretty versatile from what I understand. I haven't seen a lot of him. But from what I've heard, he can play fullback. He can jump in at 5'8". So he's good to just have an extra little bit of versatile depth for the Newcastle Knights. And, and that's one thing I think these guys do have a, a really good depth for the Newcastle Knights. You look at Ponga, obviously if he goes down, he's going to be a key loss for the season and that might harm their ability to make the eight. But they do have these exciting guys at fullback. Obviously in the halves, you've got Jack Cogger there as a backup. He might even start, but that provides another good depth option. You've got Jaden Braley and Phoenix Cross on there as your hooking options. You've got quite a few props. You've got Thompson. You've got the Safidi brothers, Jack Hetherington. There's more guys in the New South Wales Cup side. And then the edge back rowers, they've got an absolute plethora of blokes. Like I said, you've got Frizzell, Lucas, uh, Hetherington. Sorry, he's a, a front rower. Uh, Jed Cartwright, Brody Jones. Matt Croker, and then we've talked about Kai Pierce Ball. So I think the Newcastle Knights have got a fantastic squad, good depth. Uh, there is a part of me that questions a little bit how well they can replicate what we saw last year. For me, I think the competition's a lot stronger this year, and the competition for the eight is going to be a lot harder this year for the Newcastle Knights to make it. And if they can't, um, if they start like they did last year, I think it'll be a lot harder for them to come home and win in the win games in the fashion they did and, and sneak into the top eight. So you've got sides like the Bunnies who I expect to do better. I think the Seagulls with Luke Brooks and Chaboyevich are going to look a lot better. I can't see the Storm missing the eight. And then there's, you've got the Sharkies who have got a, a very easy draw. I actually kind of prefer the Knights and we saw them beat the Sharks in that late part of the season last year in the important games. But I just think... Uh, the Sharks have probably got a plump draw and they'll have a, an easier opportunity and run to make the top eight. So I do hope the Knights make the eight. I would love to see them make the eight again. Like I said, the the way that they sort of um, captured the NRL and, and everyone's hearts in rugby league, their home fans, their loyalty, like that stuff's so important to the game, continuing to grow the game. So I do hope we see the Newcastle Knights make the eight. I predict that they will just finish on the edge just based on how competitive the competition is going to be this year. There's so many sides that have improved this year, but 
Hopefully for the Knights fans, we see them finish in the eight again. Would love to see them snag a home final and, and recreate what we saw last year with those huge crowds. Um, th- those were epic scenes, and, and we want to see that again. But keen to see you know this depth. Some of these young players get a run, and the Newcastle Knights repeat their success, and we will see them in the round one at home. So that's going to be exciting for the Newcastle Knights. But otherwise, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in to another episode, another preview. Please like, subscribe, and review the podcast. Need your feedback, need your love so that I can improve any areas. But enjoying putting out this content and look forward to you guys tuning in again next time.